All right. Hello and welcome to What's the Call? Episode 67. I am one of your hosts, Aaron, and with me we have... Yeah, Chucky Brisk. And with us is is Aaron. Yep. We're short. Your, your favorite person. My favorite person. Because Aaron your other favorite person is, is not here. He is gone. Uh, Dimitri might be joining us in a little bit. You know, he, he's always had, he always has issues. You know, he's a dad of two. He's, he's moving. He's, he's doing so many different things. We understand. I know the, I know the, you know, I know you guys will understand. You guys are, you know, he's obviously your favorite. We know it, you know, you're just here to listen to him and then you just deal with us. But for episode 67, you're going to get a lot of us. A lot. It's all us. It, it's all us. He might not join. If he does, great. But if he doesn't, I mean, you know, it's what it is. He is on vacation, and I did not. I didn't know what Paul had a, uh, you know, PTO policy. I didn't. I didn't know we had vacation days. He's taking a respite. That's a just quick little respite. You know, it's on sabbatical. Yeah, but uh, shot callers. It's it's gonna be us and. We're going to hit you with what we normally do, man. Let's hit you with some shout-outs. You got any shout-outs? Okay, so I have a rare shout-out rant. Like, I want to like sh- shout them out. Okay. I also want to rant against them a little bit. And I know we'll get more into this later when we talk about the NBA playoffs and the playing games. But I'm going to shout-out RIP, I guess, LeBron James. So this is a shout-out RIP or, sh- and shout a out rant. Sh- and well, I guess shout out Rand. Not as much RIP because he won, so he's not he's not done yet. But I felt like maybe this season. I know he's had some injuries, but I felt like in a way, LeBron kind of phoned in this season, and it got it got to the point where his team fell down into the seventh seed, and they had to do the playing game against the Warriors to even make the playoffs. Technically, I'm, I'm not really counting the playing games as playoffs. You no. know, that, that's like this is like the wild, extra this is like the wild card. Like I, I hate when yeah. they sell merch, like oh you made the playoffs and it's like wild card. I'm like, no, you didn't. Like this is just I one did. this is one game. Yeah. Relax. Yes. So I felt like I felt like he even folded in most of this game too. And managed to win. They got very close at the end. He hit the game win three, so I gotta give him that. He's got his team to the next round. They're the favorites. That, that was the seven seed against the two seed Suns. They are the favorites. Um, so I got to give him some credit for that. But I thought he phoned it in. But his team, they're already at risk of, of losing. They could have lost that game. That season could be done right now. He could have missed that shot and they'd be out. But I do also want to give him a shout out. I think or maybe sometimes he's a little busy doing other things. But I see next week he, he produced a documentary uh, that's going to be on CNN actually. But it's on the 1921 Tulsa, Oklahoma um, uh, riots or race riots, I should say. Um, very important part in American history that almost nobody knows about. And I'm excited. You know, now it's the 100th anniversary. Um, so I'm excited to see that it's coming out. It's being spoken about more. And that he was the one, him and uh, his partner, Maverick Carter, were the ones to produce it. Mm. Um so I'm looking forward to that. I'm glad to see he's doing something like that. He's continuing his activism in some sort of way. But I do believe he did phone in this season. I do believe he'll step up in the next round against the, the Suns, and that's why they're the favorites. But 
He put this team at risk. I mean, we'll talk about it. We'll talk more about it. Right. I definitely don't feel the same, but we'll talk okay. about it. I'm pretty sure Dimitri feels the same as well. And I'm sure a lot mm. of other people, but I, I don't feel that way. But we'll talk about that. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, I'm I'm down to check out that. Uh, it's just on. Is, is it a documentary or is it like a? Yeah. Is he like narrating or like what's? Um, I honestly I don't know how involved he is. I think he maybe just produced it. I think him and Maverick Carter again the two yeah. more. Okay. Um, you know, TV and movie type things. Yeah, yeah. I know they've done some other stuff. All right, I'll definitely check that out. So we should check it out. When does it come out? Do you know? Um, the 31st of May. 31st of May. So Memorial Day. All right, so we'll, you know, we'll watch it. We'll, we'll do like a, you know, like a normal documentary thing that we do, like a just review of it. And we'll it's, talk about it and then just, you know, break it down. Uh, yeah, so... um so like I said, I'm just looking up now. So it is on CNN, uh, produced by LeBron James and Maverick Carter. Um, it is called Dreamland, uh, 9 o'clock, Monday night on CNN, and uh, HBO Max will have the streaming rights. So probably on HBO Max. Oh, like, okay. say. All right, cool. Definitely checking that out. Uh, you have any other shout-outs? Um, the other one, I know maybe we'll bring we're both thinking of bringing it up. Um, shout out to Jacob DeGrom in his rehab start earlier today um, with the St. Lucia Mets, St. Lucie Mets in single A. They played against the Palm Beach Cardinals. Uh, he pitched three innings, threw 41 pitches, struck out eight, and at one point was thrown 102 miles an hour. And the social media team the Palm Beach Cardinals tweeted, please make it stop. They also tweeted uh, before the game about like like one day no like same day notice that we're playing LeGrom, which yep. I thought was hilarious because like you know they're basically playing against like at that point like college kids, high schoolers essentially. So, and Degrom is the best in the game. So I could imagine how yeah. scary that could be. But what they should have done was they should have see if they could hit off of him, man. Imagine if you were like in single A, you got a home run off of Degrom. First of all, even if you don't make it to the majors, you hit it off the best pitcher in baseball. So, yep, that's just I think that would have been crazy. But it's, it's, obviously, it didn't happen. He dominated. So, yes, <laughs> I think it's the same. Um, uh, the same team that had to go against Noah Syndergaard. Damn, that poor that team. I mean, look, that's but that's honestly the best way to, sh- to show development. See how they pitch, mm-hmm. how they hit against you know top pitchers in the game. Because with Syndergaard's yep. on, Syndergaard's freaking on, right? Like he's a top, you know, twenty pitcher in the game when he's dealing. The problem is, you know, throw some injuries. He's a little inconsistent, yeah. too many walks. You take all that's like he has more good than bad. So the poor those poor cardinals. Um, but that's hilarious. Yeah, shout out to Grom. We need you back, buddy. Um, I got a couple of shout outs. I wanted to shout out Chuck for uh hosting a nice event this past weekend. You know, it was nice Thank to you. Thank you. Nice to see him in person and, you know, talk shit, even though we talk shit every week. But, you know, in person, it's always different. 
So uh, I appreciate you uh, having a little get together. It was very nice. Uh, now to the sports. I want to shout out to I want to shout out the Mets uh, for trading for Cameron Mabin. So I don't know if you heard about this. So <laughs> I they, did. I'm so, actually excited. So they traded for Cameron Mabin. You know, we have I think we have 14 guys on the injured list at the moment, which you know, yep. it's just the the fact that we're in first place right now with all these injuries is so wild. So we have another reinforcement coming. Cameron Mabin, 14-year vet. You know, I looked at his numbers. His numbers don't, like, stand out at you like crazy. But, you know, he averages about eight, nine home runs a season, maybe 25 to 30 RBIs, good defense, good speed. And he's only 34, 14-year vet, but only 34. He's been playing for a long time. He was on the AAA Cubs, and I don't think they had any intention of calling him up. So when they were trading for him, normally you see like, you know, they trade for a player or for cash consideration or for a player to be named later. Nope. The deal was only for $1. They traded Cameron Mabin to the Mets for $1. They didn't want him to, they didn't want him to, you know, miss out on an opportunity to play for another major league team because I don't think they were planning on using him. So mm. he got the, he got traded for one dollar, and that doesn't mean anything bad about him. He's a pretty good player, you know. He's had some pretty good seasons. He had forty stolen base season. He's got you know he has some pop. He, he's a good overall utility guy, at least outfield utility guy. So um, that's no shade to him. It's just smart business, and also the Cubs making a right move by not holding him back when he still has some. If I remember, left. if I remember correctly. Didn't he um was he like one of like the top prospects at one point? I mean he got the call up. He must have been because when he came into the majors, he was 20 years old. Like yeah, 20 I think years he was old. like a top prospect. He, he, he was a top prospect, you know, he was a good defender, good speed. Um, I just don't think like whatever team he was on, it was just never like a permanent fit. He was he's just kind of a fill-in guy, which is not a problem. I mean, 14 year career playing in the majors Mm -hmm. that's hey some people don't even ever make it to the show 14 years and he still gets another opportunity so shout out to the Mets for making that happen that was just a a funny trade you know one dollar I was like I thought I thought I was reading it wrong I thought I was a million and I was like no no just one dollar so I wonder if Cohen Venmoed him a dollar or dropped off four quarters I don't know what they did but um Shout out to them for making that happen, and hopefully it helps. And I also want to shout out Tony Snell. Now, I don't know if a lot of people know who Tony Snell is. He's an NBA player. Chuck, you might may, may or may not have heard of him. I, I've heard of him. He just finished this season with a 50-50-100 season. Now, you might have heard of players getting like 50 40 90 50% field goal percentage, mm. over 40% three-point, and over 90% free throw. Steve Nash did it a bunch of times. Steph Curry's done it a bunch of times. But no player in NBA history has ever gotten 50-50-100. He averaged over 20-plus minutes a game. So it's not like one of those guys that played like two minutes in garbage time every now and then and maybe got to shoot a free throw and like shot two free throws for the year and just never – you know what I mean? Like that, that's not how it works. Yeah. He played 20 plus minutes a game. Um, 
He missed no free throws. He shot 51% from field goal, 57% from three point, which is absurd. And a hundred percent from free throw. He has, and he also didn't miss any free throws last season either. He hasn't missed a free throw since the 2018, 2019 season on March 12, 2019 was the last time in an NBA game. He missed a free throw. So this is a stat that is kind of mind-boggling that like he's just he's a role player like he he plays good defense he obviously very efficient 50 50 100 this has never been done Damn. not even Steph That's Curry impressive. has done this well the greatest shooter of all, shooter of all time has never done this mind you he's taking probably 10 to 12 free throws a game so it's it's tough I'm sure he was only getting a couple of attempts a game. But when he was up mm-hmm. on that line, he made it count. Um, so shout out to Tony Snell for making like history. Only guy, only guy ever in the, you know, illustrious, you know, NBA. So which is wild. That's awesome. That's real cool. That's cool. Oh. So, Those are my only that. shout outs. And uh, should we jump to the RIPs? I know you, you kind of. Well, LeBron wasn't RIP. That wasn't. No, it wasn't RIP. If if they if lost, he lost. if he RIP. lost, yeah. Do you have any? No, no, I kind of like everybody this week. All right. I got a couple. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, RIP to Kevin Pilar's face. Um, mm. He took he took a 95-mile-per-hour fastball, not even on the helmet, straight to the, to the face, to his nose. Um, it sounded like he was in good spirits. I know he did a little interview. His face was all black and blue and his eyes, you could barely see his nose was ginormous. Like all of that together, he's making jokes. Um, apparently he went into the, into the dugout like the next day and was like, all right, where am I hitting today? He's ready. He's ready. He was ready. He's ready. So, you know, things like that are what build like a good, you know, morale and good, you know, it, it's a team building thing. It builds rapport with the team you know even though it's something as serious as that he still came through out of it so it's a it's a r.i.p but you know it, it could have been much worse I'm, I'm happy that it's just you know some minor injuries and he'll he'll be gone for a couple of weeks he'll be gone for a little bit to heal up yeah but yeah. Um, r.i.p to his face <laughs> um i also want to say r.i.p to tony Larusa. um tony Larusa is not mm. dead i know he's old he is not dead However, however, baseball fans and baseball players are not happy with Tony Larusa. Now, he, I'm glad he, you brought it up. He's an old school guy. He's he's yeah. one of the best, you know, one of the best managers to ever do it. He's he's an old school guy. He he lives by those unwritten baseball rules. Mm-hmm. Now the game is changing, right? They're oh, literally they're, they're literally begging for. They want ten run it's, games yeah. every every night. They want they want ERAs of the pitchers to be in the fives and sixes. They want there to be runs to produce fans mm-hmm. and, and excitement, mm-hmm. you know. And that is that has changed, you know. When the person has a three zero count and they have a big lead, in the old times, yes, you would let that go, get a strike, or ball four, and then you call it a day. You know, that didn't happen. Uh, I forget that dude's name. Uh, I think his last name is Mercedes. Uh, you're yeah. Mercedes. He 
three zero count. Yeah, he uh he cracked it. Um, he and, did. And and Larusa was not happy. Larusa was not happy. Uh, he went on and and said some things about this is not how it should be done. Um, he was pissed, and some of his players on his own team were were not happy with him either. Um, they're one of their best pitchers, Lance Lynn, uh, came out and pretty much said, uh, "There are," he said, "There are no rules when a position player is pitching." And the, and that's another thing too. The position player was pitching. The more yes. I, he says, he said, "The more I play this game, the more those unwritten rules have gone away." This is from one of his best pitchers on the team. Labrusa said, "Lance has a locker. I have an office. I don't agree." Um, he's just a man stuck in his own ways. Now, uh, it's it, it just kind of it's just kind of weird that like he's not evolving with the game. He was out of the game for a while. You know, he wasn't coaching. He wasn't doing anything. He came back, and um, caused a, he's causing a whole bunch of stirs right now. And I feel like that's not what you need for a team like that. Uh, so I'm I'm I'm. I'm going to give RIP to Tony La Russa. So I, I have a few things to say about it. I'm glad you brought up the situation because I, I almost forgot about it. Um, I Okay, so my thing is I do think some of these unwritten rules and base are all a little silly. My only defense of Tony La Russa here is if he gave the sign or the third base coach gave the sign to not swing, then he shouldn't have swung. He should listen to his coach, especially if it's in a game. I think they were up by 10-4 or something. They were up by a lot. It was yeah. the end of the game. They didn't need to, to score any runs. Um, so if your coach gives you the sign, listen to your coach. You know, if you ignored it, that's terrible. If you weren't paying attention and didn't see it, that's not good either. So yeah. that's the only side I lean with Tony Lurusa. If he gave the sign and it was ignored or wasn't seen, then it's on Mercedes. But on Mercedes' side, it's a position player throwing the game. I think he was like throwing like 45 or something stupid. It wasn't even like a position player that could yeah. pitch. Yeah. It was just stupid. It was embarrassing anyway. So to embarrass him more with, with the home run on 3 0 pitch, like, no, it hit the ball. It's baseball. You hit the ball in baseball. Yeah. You know, it, it, the whole story was a little uh, dramatic, I guess. I just feel like it's, it is it is dramatic. But also these players, like a year from now, like let's say he's a free agent. A year from now, executives aren't going to go back at that game. They're, mm-hmm. These players get paid off oh, of numbers. Stats. They get paid off of yes. numbers. So why wouldn't you pad your, your own stats – and I know this happens in all sports. You know, basketball, you're up by 30. You know, you have the you you have the ball, the last possession, and you go up for a dunk. Like it's disrespectful. Hockey, you know, they're just trying to pass it out. I mean, if they're winning, I, it's it's just a whole thing. But they they get paid off of stats. And also, what which is quite interesting was that Tony Larusa said he was okay with the way it, it went in regards to like. Duffy throwing at him the next game because of course this is like unwritten rules you know you disrespect we're going to throw at you so he was cool with that 
but not cool of the three O swing. I mean, he's gotta he's gotta grow up, man. He he's gotta grow up. He has to see that the shit's changing, man. And I'm sure the guy I'm sure the guy's gonna you know be in the doghouse for a while now. Cause I'm sure he hasn't played that shit. But uh, yeah, I guess he he understands the unwritten rules of baseball. But he doesn't understand, I guess you know, driving drunk or whatever. You know, I know he has problems with that. So maybe he should focus on that instead. Throwing shade at Larusa. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm glad you brought up brought up that story though. That was uh, yeah, I definitely want to bring that up too. Um. And that's right. it. No more, uh, no more RIPs. That's all I got. No? Everybody else is good. Yeah, no one else right. deserves it. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, so what we got going on now, uh, NBA playoffs. Right now we have the third playing game just finished uh, with Washington winning yep. by a lot. It was a route over um, it was, it was the Pacers. It was destruction. I had to turn the game so off. They- yeah, they'll be going up against um, the Sixers. And then we have the other playing game tomorrow with the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Who do you think is going to take this one? Um, if I'm being honest with you, I'm thinking the Grizzlies are going to take it. Now, really? I'm only saying that. Like, I'm not sure if Demetrius coming on and we're going to wait for him. But mm-hmm. uh, the only reason why I say that is because I watched that Lakers Warriors game, and if the if the Warriors defense crapped out like that in the second half, I think the I think the Grizzlies is a team that has been playing really good basketball of late. They have been very competitive in all the games that they play. They're also mm-hmm. one. They're also one of the best fast break teams, and. Also, Jonas Valanciunas, you know, the big man in center, he's mm-hmm. he's just – he can't – like, he's almost, like, unguardable at the moment from, like – and they don't have nobody in in uh, in uh, Golden State that can take him right now. John Morant will probably – he's going to match up well with Curry, you know. Curry mm-hmm. has to keep him out of the paint. I don't know if he'll be able to do that the full game. I have a feeling the Warriors will win, but I'm putting my money on the Grizzlies. It's going to be a close game, I think, just like yesterday's game with the Lakers. But they scared me, man. They they should have they should the Lakers shouldn't have won that game. I yeah. They shouldn't have won the game. Yes, I um, I agree. After the first half, the second half, the Lakers just outplayed them. They had great play by Wesley Matthews and Alex Caruso. Those guys on defense were causing mayhem, causing mayhem. Mm. But then, you know, you said LeBron was phoning it in. I mean, I saw him make so many passes that led to buckets in the third and fourth quarter, like no-look passes, bounce passes. He was was putting his team in, in positions to come back. And once they got that lead, you know, they were playing such great team defense. The only time where I was a little shaky is when they put Dennis Schroeder back in and they took mm. out Caruso, which made no sense because Caruso was, you know, he was giving the most problems to Curry. Mind you, Curry dropped 37. So it's kind of crazy that you're saying he gave him problems. But every time Schroeder was on the on the court, Curry was just shooting over him like it was nothing. 
But you throw Caruso, you throw Matthews on them, it, it adds a little, you know, hectic energy. And it, 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 I think that was the real, the real reason of the game right there. And, of course, I, LeBron I think, with the shot. So, that also oh, yeah. I mean, that also helps. I, I think so, – all right, maybe when I said he phoned it in, I should have corrected myself. I think he phoned it in the first half. I think the first half – I think – a couple of factors. One, I think it was nervous energy. Not that not not like nervous in the fact that like, you know, they haven't done this before because they won the finals last year. I mean nervous energy like it'll be embarrassing if they lose. Not like mm-hmm. and, and mind you, it's it's a curry run Warriors team. So it's not like you would be too embarrassed, but I feel like the fact that they slipped all the way down to this position is embarrassing. Yeah. So yes. I think it was just a lot of weight on their shoulders to try to figure out what the hell are we going to do? And, you know, if you say LeBron was phoning it in, then I would say the same thing about Anthony Davis because he was just throwing, chucking up shots. Um, he, he, he wasn't. Yeah, but he, is, he is one of the most, he's probably one of the best offensive forces in the game because of how quick he is, his handle and his size. A seven footer should not be able to, post up and then bring you back out to the three point and then drive in. Like, that's just like, that's like Kevin Durant stuff right there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that also didn't help. And then also, you know, people just weren't making shots in that first half, but yeah. the Warriors were struggling yeah. too. Besides Curry Wiggins was playing great. And Draymond Draymond was playing great defense. He was playing, he was playing that defense that, he that's this is why he says he's the best defensive player. This is why because when he plays like that and causes mayhem, I mean, this shows results. But man, they got I, I think the Lakers got lucky, if anything. That that yes. shot though, that I, shot I was that shot was so big. And and I think the two quarters prior to that shot need to be spoken about of how well the Lakers played um compared to the first half. That third quarter changed the whole dynamic of the game. The whole dynamic. Yeah. So it was it was a good game. Um Spurs Grizzlies was a good game. Um I thought I thought the the Grizzlies were gonna run away with it after the first like the first mm. quarter. They were winning by like 20 something. But man, this is a Popovich team. Like they're never gonna just lay down ever. Never they'll never just lay down. It came back, but you know, Grizzlies won by four. But tough defense so far being played, at least in the West. The East, yeah. I mean, we just saw the Warriors. I mean, the the Wizards dominate the Pacers. So, and I don't, I don't know if they'll do it in the next round. But we'll we'll talk more about overall NBA playoffs once it's set in stone. That'll be next episode. We'll be a little bit behind. Yes. Probably a couple games played, but that'll be next episode. But so far, playing tournament. I, it's cool. It's it adds that like that sense of urgency because like you don't yeah. want, you want to be placed in the right spot, but you also don't want to you know miss your opportunity in the playoffs. So it's it created some good games the last couple getting last couple of days. So I'm not too mad at it. Yeah, not great. And and you're right. Yeah, next week will be more basketball talk uh, because we have other playoffs going on this week too. Let's go. We got. NHL playoffs. There's some playoff hockey going on. Yep. Uh, I know you've been paying attention. You're doing your research. Always. Yeah. When where, it comes to playoff time, this is it. Um, 
Well, first, start, uh, well, first let, well, first, let me ask you before we even go like break uh-huh. down matchups. Um, has there been a series that you've because you know we're we're a couple days behind and, and like in the playoffs, mm-hmm. you know, there's already been like you know two three games played. Is there any like series that's really standing out to you right now that you think either could go game seven or you're just really enjoying the back and forth? Mm-hmm. Um, um, I'm enjoying. I don't know if it'll go game seven. I've been enjoying the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins and New York Islanders series. Uh, they played three games so far. Each game was only decided by one goal. Game one went to overtime. Um, very close, very physical series. Um, I heard earlier today, I, I didn't catch I didn't catch all the game. Uh, there was a five-on-five fight in the third period. Um, so there are five guys in the penalty box for each team at one point. Always exciting. Um, it, the 10 guys, all 10 guys on the ice got roughing penalties. Um, so, and these two teams have a history together. Um, so I, I don't know if it'll go seven right now. Pittsburgh's up two to one. Um, if the Anders could take game four, then we're looking at a good series. If they lose game four, I think it's to be over. Um, but it's been a good one. It's been very competitive, right back and forth. I think the Islanders will make a goalie change, though, going into it. Because they won game, their starting goalie, Samian Berlamov, was hurt. So in game two, game one, they started their rookie, Sorokin, mm-hmm. and he won. Uh, and then the next two games, Valamov was back, and they had him play, and they lost these two games. Game two wasn't really his fault. It was only two to one. Um, he made some bad plays, though, this game, and I think he'll get benched. I think they'll go back with Sorokin. So you think – so what do you, what's your prediction for this, you know, since we're already on it? Uh, it's tough. I think if it goes – if the Islanders win, I think it'll go into seven. I think it'll take them seven to win it. Otherwise, I think Pittsburgh could win out and win it in five. All right. I think if if if, if it goes to game six, and to me in the Coliseum, and I can't see down just losing the game six in the Coliseum. So I'm thinking this game. I'm gonna. Can't hear you. you um, I, I think the Islanders have been unlucky this series. Don't know if their luck will turn around. I think Pittsburgh might just be the better team. I think they'll win in and win in five. Damn, Pittsburgh in five. I actually, I mean, as as someone who's trying his hardest to get into hockey, I have all my predictions here. I have the Islanders in six. Um, I think, you know, this was prediction before they lost today. Um, I guess we'll see. Like you said, it all depends. If if they lose the next game, it's it's probably a wrap. I mean, it might be a wrap regardless. But yeah. um, who knows? I, I I think Islanders and six. They're definitely uh. It's, it's just gonna be tough though, like you said. It's gonna be it's tough. gonna be a fun series. Uh, the other one in the East is Washington Capitals, Boston Bruins. Uh, believe it or not, all three games have gone to overtime. Uh, right now, Boston's got the two-one lead. Uh, to be honest, I haven't paid much attention to this one. I do know last night they went to double overtime. Um, 
truthfully told, I hate both these teams. And then <laughs> I, I can't watch it. I can't watch a game if I'm not rooting for at least one team. <laughs> yeah. Hating both teams is not a good recipe to watch a game. I think, I think the Bruins are going to, I have Bruins in five. Bruins in five. Interesting. It's hard for me to really bet against Washington, to be honest. I'm going to honestly how close this is. I'm going to lean toward Washington. I'm going to say Washington in seven. I mean, if this is like a a boxing match, I would pick the Capitals um, because we saw what they did with the Rangers. So, mm-hmm. so uh, I, would, <laughs> I would pick them, but uh, it's not. So uh, I'm going to go with the Bruins. Um, I like uh, this is somebody who's not, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get into it for a playoffs because playoffs mm-hmm. is different. You know, I'm just going to say the Bruins have a better logo and uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> and the Bruins, they do, and they the do Bruins, have a cool logo. And the Bruins had Chara. So, you know, and that's my guy. That's true. So. Uh, but where's Chara play now? You told me, and I can't remember now. I knew you were going to ask me once I said his name, and I, I immediately uh, flaked. But I'm going to make a guess, and I'm going to say the Predators. Nope. He's on Washington. He's in Washington. Damn. So what he's got to do is he has to fake an injury in honor of the Bruins. You know, they, he, he, you know he, was, he, he was with them for so long. Forget the Capitals, man. He's got to just lay down and just let them – let them take over. He's not going to do that. This is his. This is his last run. This is his last ride. He's going to try as hard as he can. Um, we can move over to the central now. Um, central. Uh, three of the teams are, are are great. Any three of their top four can. Any three of the guys from central, I think, can win the cup. Um, so we have Carolina Hurricane. Versus natural predators. Um, Carolina's up 2-0. They're the one seed. Honestly, um, they they should win this one. They're just they're just a better team. You said the Hurricanes? The Hurricanes, yeah. I'm gonna say Carolina in four. Oh, you wait, clean sweep? Well sweep on this one, yeah. Wow, I had hurricanes in five. Do you know do you know the last time they won? Uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, I believe in 2006. Look at you. I saw hey, that when I, was, uh, when I was looking through. I was like, okay, look at you. I can't remember who was their captain, though. Was it Rod Brendamore? I don't know if it was that, if he was still playing at that point. Um,. Oh, it didn't bother me. I gotta look up who was their captain when they won the cup. <laughs> yeah, I wrote down just you know. I do have some fun facts on a couple of these series, I'm, but we'll get I'm there. I'm pretty sure if there. if I remember, I'm pretty sure they beat Edmonton in that cup. I believe so. It was Brendan Moore. Okay, I thought so. It's Ron Brendan Moore was their captain. Yeah, 2006. I definitely wasn't watching hockey. I was learning everything I could about the Mets. So. All right, all right. I'll, I'll excuse you. It's my, my favorite year as a Mets fan. Uh, and okay. oh, oh wait. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. I thought he was coaching. I wasn't sure what team. 
Uh, last time Carolina won the cup was 06. Their captain was Rod Brendamore. Guess what Rod Brendamore does now for work? Uh, he is a carpenter. False. He's the head coach of the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes. Okay. So it's full circle. So he's coaching the team. So he played a- his whole career on that team. I didn't realize that. Um, how long has no, he been no, coaching? I was wrong. Um, sorry, he had also played for other teams. I was wrong. Um, oh, snap. Look he's been an assistant coach for a while. Of course. He of- only became the Wait, hold on. He only quick. became the head coach a couple months ago. Last month. Last look month who, he became the head coach. Yo, look who just came. Look who's just coming on right now. Look, look who's coming on. Wait, he just became the like, head coach last month? Yeah, I don't know why, though. So did they, like, fire the other guy? I don't know. I don't follow the, the, the hurricane too much. Yo, this guy. This, yo, shot callers, welcome to a special guest. <laughs> Thank you guys for holding it down. Um, he, 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 he's calling in. Calling in from Montauk with the fam uh, on vacation, a little light vacation, you know, Thursday, Sunday. Um, just having fun. Just chilling. <laughs> no kids. So, you know, got to take advantage of that. Okay. But uh, been very. Oh, uh, wait. So, sorry. I apologize. I, I read it wrong, Aaron. Um, he he became the coach in uh, twenty eighteen. He's been the coach three years. Yeah, you're just giving everyone false facts right now. Uh, uh, yeah, fake news over here. Damn. Make sure we're talking about the Carolina Hurricane. Any input on on the Hurricane? No, the Carolina Hurricanes, oh. their hockey team. Yeah, no, I I didn't watch them. <laughs> I know the Islanders watched right. them. So do you have? They did. They lost. Uh, do you have any takes on anything? So I'm sure you won't be here long. Do you have um, any takes I on think, anything or anything you want to shout out or say? Um. Yeah, I'm on the radio. <laughs> um, <laughs> they think I'm on the radio. You might as well. Funk Flex. This is uh ESPN Long Island. They're all jealous because they're talking to me. If they weren't jealous, they they would be ignoring. Anyway, life of the party right here. So anyway, um, I am very excited uh, about this uh, this NBA uh, one game seven eight seed playing tournament. So it's been very from the jump. Um, I think it's a really smart idea. I I wasn't too sure about it, but now it's been really good. Cool. Um, and I don't have any shout outs really. I did, but I wrote it down. I don't have it. I guess I have to save it. Oh, shout out to Aaron Judge coming back strong. <laughs> shout, out, shout out to Corey Kluber. Shout out to the Yankees. But, you know. <laughs> All right. I think, it's, I think it's time to wrap up. All right, Dimitri. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Um, nah, but um, shout out to you guys for holding me down while I <laughs> am on the excursion. Um, sorry, it's a good one so far, too. I'm just saying, it's a pretty good one. <laughs> I, I won't keep you guys at, at this through a rock. 
in the the machine that was just going. Yeah, fine. Right, the shot callers yeah, needed what, this. What you, what, what you drinking there? Um, I am old fashions. All right, looks like Dimitri's not me out for much longer. He's gonna be passed <laughs> out soon. <laughs> so we get this guy off the air before we lose our sponsors. Yes, yeah, so we got sponsors and um, uh, very many things. Uh, Tostitos. Yeah, use our promo code. Yeah, use our promo code WTC for twenty percent off your Tostitos. <laughs> Only the restaurant style, though. Only restaurant style. <laughs> yeah, most ones I like, it, I, the ones I like, you don't see too often, are the scoops with like a hint of jalapeno. Mm. You don't see one. them too often, but but they are good. Nah, a hint of lime with some with some nope, guacamole. Nope, don't don't yo, even talk. Yo, nope, a hint terrible. of lime with some guacamole is fire. I'm just saying. Nah. Yeah. I don't want food yeah. with my chips. That's a good episode. Of what's the call best? Food to eat while watching sports. Do it. Check it out. Episode 68 next week. Uh, Hold on. Speaking of 68, shout out to Albert Pujols. Just hit his 668th home run right now as a Dodger. The GOAT. Damn. Shit, we got to talk about Pujols. Damn. Yeah. um, So my uh, 67, right? Episode 67? Yeah. You got anybody? Uh, of course, the goat, uh, Black Mamba, six seven, Kobe Bryant. It's twenty four. Yeah, no, but he was six, six, six seven. seven. <laughs> you know, sixty seven is a hard number, man. Oh, it, it was terrible. It took me a really long time to find somebody. <laughs> I got a couple. I got a couple for later. I got a couple. Yeah. So I'll highlight you guys. Thank you guys for letting me call in, as usual. Of course. Enjoy the rest of your vacation. I didn't know we. I didn't know we had PTO package here. What's the call? (laughs) PTO package. I like it. (laughs) I have to go to HR. Here we go. What's the call dot com? I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening. All right. Thanks for coming. What's yours? My God. Nice. That was good. That, that was good. I should have known that we were going to be talking about basketball and then finish. And as soon as I about hockey, he's going to jump yep. in. That's, you know what, Shot yep. Callers? This is what you get. All right. What's the call is this not is this, scripted. If this, po- this podcast is not, it should be scripted because we go off the rails quite a bit. Um, But you know what? That made for a nice little, you know, fun little break. And now we're, now we're back in. You were talking, you were talking uh, all the wrong facts you gave about the about the coach of the Hurricanes, yeah, about the Hurricanes. And, then, and then the yeah. 2006. Uh, uh, I messed up Rob Redmore. Yeah, everything. <laughs> um, all right, we'll move on to the other uh, matchup in the Central. We have a really exciting matchup. Actually, I like this one: Tampa Bay Lightning against the Florida Panthers. Um, we'll talk about the exciting matchup. Game three. Game three was a big one. Uh, Panthers won 6-5 in overtime. Um, game one was 5-4, uh, Tampa Bay. Game two, 3-1, Tampa Bay. Florida's, I think Florida's going to give them a run. I don't know if they'll end up beating them. 
uh, especially because Tampa Bay, I think, brought back some guys that like a little questionable that they were allowed to bring back. Um, I see Samco's. I don't think she's been allowed to come back, and um, uh, uh, Nikita Kucherov. I don't think she's been allowed to come back because they were basically out all season, and then all of a sudden it's playoffs and they're okay, and then they can play. Like, uh, I mean, this is same thing happened with Stamkos uh, last playoff. Last year. Yes. So, like, the first time, okay, I get it. Uh, but two seasons in a row, and now you also do it with Kucherov, who didn't play at all this season. Like, that's questionable to me. Aren't they, like, one of the favorites for like, they at are. Least a, or a repeat? They are the favorites for a repeat. Um, the Panthers could really hold their own against them. I think the Panthers could take it. Pavrovsky, their their goalie's been looking really good. Um, Barkov is one of my favorite young guys. I would I would really like to see them see the Panthers do it. You just you never hear about the Florida Panthers. Nobody talks about the Florida Panthers. Yeah. And do you know where the Florida Panthers play? Um, I'm pretty sure you told me it play they play in Carolinas. One of them. I think they don't even play in Florida, right? No, they do. They play in Florida. Oh, they, they do play in Florida. Sunrise, Florida, about an hour north of Miami. So they have like a very small fan base. Um, they're almost forgotten about. Sometimes I forget there's a team down in South Florida that plays hockey. Um, but are the Panthers uh, my they have new a good team? team this year? I'd love to see them. It could be. Check out some of their their logos and jerseys. They, you know, they're pretty good. Well, fun fact. That's some good stuff. You know, I own maybe like hundred and fifty hats, right? Yes. The only hockey hat, actually, I used to own a Sabres hat, but the first ever hockey hat I've ever gotten was a Florida Panthers hat. Because their logo is fire, and is. I got it, and I used to rock that. I, I still have it. I used to rock that hat all the time. Such a nice hat. Um, mm-hmm. the, of course, the style switch up, and I I didn't you know. Yeah, I, they have. Yeah, my style switched. I didn't you know I didn't rock it anymore. But that was the first hat, and I don't think I, I don't I don't think I have that Sabres hat anymore. So I think that's the only hockey hat I own. So right. they I, may have to be coming to the team then. I mean, they sound like the Bills of 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 Florida, the forgotten Florida team. Mm, true. So yeah, I might need to reconsider. So yeah, fun fact about me: I have a Panthers hat. Interesting. All right. Um, who yeah, did a little research? So you're taking I, you're taking. Well, you uh, said this is why I hit, I bet I hate betting on sports. Because I would love to see Florida win. I think Tampa's going to win in, in six. I mean, we're not betting any money. This is just for us to keep track of. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> you, you said lightning in six? Yeah. I'm going to pick lightning in five. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I have a lot of fives out there. I feel like it's going to be done quick. Okay. All right. All right. What else we got? All right. Uh, we'll head over to the West. The West is one of my least favorites because I like all four of these teams. So I don't really know who to pick, but we have the one seed, the overall number one seed, uh, Colorado Avalanche. 
They're up 2-0 right now over St. Louis. I think they're going to sweep. Um, St. Louis kind of sunk in the playoffs. They're not who they were the last couple of seasons. Um, Jordan Binton, their, their uh, goalie is just not having a great year. And Colorado is just so good this year. I think Colorado's going to take it in four. Uh, I have Colorado in five. <laughs> nice, nice. I tell, I feel like there won't be any sweeps, like okay. in, all right. in all these playoffs. I just feel like it's, I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Not that many fans in some of these stadiums. Maybe not the same energy. You might have some teams who think that they could come out and steal a couple games. I just don't think any sweeps mm-hmm. across both NBA and NHL. Interesting. Okay. All right. And then we also have two of my favorite teams, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, against the Minnesota Wild, which is going on right now. Uh, game three, uh, Minnesota's up 2-1. Um, right now the series is tied 1-1. I think this is going to be a surprisingly close series, but my bet would probably be on Vegas to, to take the win. So we got Wild and the Knights, Golden Knights. Golden Knights. And you're going to go Vegas. What, what What do you think? I'm going to say Vegas in seven. Ooh. They just want to go the distance. Ooh. This is going to be a tight, tight series. Now. Vegas is a, a good overall team. Like, they don't have, like, anybody that, like, stands out. Like, you know, they're all good players and they're all pretty equal. Uh, both their goalies are great. Robin Leonard and Marc-Andre Fleury, one of my favorite goalies. Um, but the Wilds got a good team, too. They have a good goalie in Cam Talbert. He was on my um, fantasy team this year. Was he? He nice. was. He was. You know uh, what? I think – did I have Marc-Andre Fleury, too? You know what? No, I didn't. I didn't. Never mind. I didn't have – but I definitely had, I definitely had their uh, goalie. Kent Talbert, good goalie. Um, and they have who I believe will take rookie of the year. I'm not 100% sure I have to say his name, to be honest. Um, Karel Kabraskov is on Minnesota. He's actually probably their top player. And this is rookie season. And I think he's going to win rookie of the year. Um, he should win rookie of the year, to be honest. He's the best player on the playoff team as a rookie. Um, I think it's be a close series, but I do think Vegas will take it in seven. All right. So now I'm going to jump out the five lane. I'm picking the Minnesota Wild in six. In six. Now, six, okay. Mark Andre Fleury, he had arguably one of his better seasons this year. Yeah, he had with, a very good year with the Golden Knights. But yep. fun, fun fact. So in 2021, the Vegas goalies, you know, you said, uh, forget his name, Lenter, I think, or whatever. Uh, Robin Leonard. Leonard, and then you got Mm. Andre Fleury. They both collectively allowed 115 goals this season. Mm. Oh, yeah, I think they they ended up winning, right? Um, The the Jennings Trophy. The Wild. Did the Wild end up winning? Scored. Well, I I don't know anything. I just know. This little fact right here: the Wild 
scored 22 of those goals, which is the most out of any West team. Mm. So if there was a time for them to come alive and in a full series, it would be now. So I'm going to pick the Wild with an early upset, even though they're both good teams, as you said. But I, I've been, I was reading through, you know, there's you know, Vegas Golden Knights are, you know, also a favorite as well. So if they get first first round, you know, upset by the Wild is, is possible. So I want to go with Wild and six. I believe it's either Vegas or the Islanders end up winning what I believe is called the Jennings Trophy, which is when your team lets up the least amount of goals in the season. Uh, I do remember it was the last game of the season. It came down to, I can't remember who ended up winning. It was either the Wild or the Islanders because it came down like a goal difference or something like that. Just It was incredibly close. Uh, it says the it says uh, Andre Fleury and Robert Leonard are the okay. Jennings okay, so Trophy the winners. Did win it. Yeah. Okay. So they end up winning. I think it was like by like a goal. So they were the best goalie team in in the NHL this year. But the Wild scored them. Wild scored the, the wild, most on them. Wild are doing very good this year. I'll give them that. Um, then we're up in what's called the North Division, or also referred to as the Canadian Division. Scout all the Canadian teams. Uh, we had Toronto Maple Leafs going against Montreal Canadiens. Uh, right now, Montreal's got the edge. One nothing. Yeah, the, the, the Canadian division started a little later because uh, some yeah. of their games got canceled due to COVID. So they just started. Uh, Montreal won today, 2-1. Um, also, I think this will be a close series. I think this will be tough. I think Toronto's the better team. has proven all season to be the better team. But they just had a really, really bad injury in game one. So I'm not sure how this is going to affect them. Uh, probably their third best player, I would argue, John Tavares went down. He went down hard. Um, basically, the, the trainer tried to get him up off the ice, and he just crumbled and, like, flopped backwards and fell down. He was just completely knocked out. They didn't bring a stretcher. They take him out on a stretcher. If he's not in this series – they're going to have a real tough time. Uh, Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews will definitely help them. And, uh, and what did he go down with? Like, do we even know? He, it wasn't so much a check. It, it definitely looked like a concussion. He just – it was kind of almost like a, a freak accident, like a freak collision almost. Um, it, like, it could have looked almost like a check, but I don't think it was. Um, it went into his body, though. He got hit through his body. I think when he hit the ground, I think that's when he hit his head. All so, right, so uh, if, if it's a, concussion, he might just need a few days, and I'm sure he has. Yeah, I believe it was Corey Perry was the one that technically hit him, but it didn't. It looked almost more of a collision than like a natural hit or a check. Um, so that would definitely be something to watch. That will really impact this series. Um, I don't know. I think. I just don't think Montreal has it. Yeah, there's just, I don't know. I think it's going to end up going to Toronto. Uh, what? Six. No, yeah, I would say six. Toronto and six. So I 
am picking Toronto as well in seven. seven um, okay. So another my last fun fact I have here, which I've found quite interesting. The last time the Maple Leafs and the Canadians met in the postseason was in 1979. Really? Last I know time, it was that long. Last time they met. Uh, the Canadians hold an eight to seven series advantage all time, including 1967 finals where the Leafs won their last cup. Yes, it's been a very, very long time since the Leafs won a cup. So it's, I, I think it's, I, I, I think uh, everything that you said is, you know, was going to play a factor, but I think the Maple Leafs will, will come through and plus some. Um, you know, shout out to my man Joe Thornton. You know, never won a Stanley Cup, and he's like a billion years old. So let's get him. Let's get him a chip. With that being said, I know we still have, well, the Oilers and the Jets. Uh, yes. I I I know we're. I'm jumping ahead, but I think. I think the Maple Leafs are gonna come through this, and I think they're gonna win the whole damn thing. You think Maple Leafs will take the cup? I mean, the Tavares injury, will. Definitely play a role in that. If he misses I mean, the rest of the playoffs, I I don't see them making I mean, that much longer. If he's how, only out a couple of games, we have to see how severe. He's such right? an important role. Yes, yes, exactly. We have to see how he's severe. such an important role. Because right now I have, I have Maple Leafs over the Avalanche in six games. That's my my oh. cup. Are they? Is that how the brackets working out this year? I think so. I was looking through. I think so. I got a chuck again. West plays Central and North, and East plays North. I, I, I honestly, I don't know what it is this year. I, it's all due this year. I haven't looked that far in advance. I think so, but um, you know, I mean, I'm sure that shit's going to change anyways. But um, let me see. Well, I'll, ju- I'll just go ahead with, with my Edmonton. Yeah, uh, go, Winnipeg. go for it. Um, I do like Winnipeg. I like that they're back in the league. I think they have a great goalie, um, a couple of decent guys. But Edmonton, to me, it's it's time. It's time for Edmonton to really step it up. Uh, Mike Smith and, is, and also that is uh, how that is how the bracket is. It is okay. Oh, I wasn't hundred percent sure. Um, Mike Smith, for thirty nine years old, is probably having his best season, crushing it twenty one six this year, um, and. They honestly, the Edmonton just has the two best guys in the league, uh, McDavid and um, Drossel. Uh McDavid put up 105 points this season in 56 games. Beast. Absurd. Um, their depth isn't that great, um, which is what's kind of held them back a little bit. But you have two of the best guys in the league. Your goalie's doing very well. I think I think Edmonton will come out of the north. And what then? What do you predict? Um, this one I said goes. Hmm. Winnipeg did win game one. I'm gonna say Edmonton in six. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying Edmonton in six as well. Also, shout out to my guy, uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. He was on my fantasy team, and he plays for the Oilers. Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> He's, he's been on the Oilers, I believe, his whole career. Uh, well, last time you said had, that, the guy wasn't. So, 
Yeah. Might need to double check that, but he I'm, was on pre- the, I'm pretty he was sure on the they. This year. <laughs> pretty sure he was the number one draft pick. Yeah, 2011, he was the number one draft pick. By Edmonton, Edmonton had like the number one draft pick like four out of five years. There's something like absurd like that. Uh, they got Connor McDavid. They got Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and they had this other guy, Niall Yakubov or something like that. Yakubov, uh, this Russian guy, who was supposed to be so good and just didn't quite adjust to the NHL, didn't quite adjust to North America in general. Uh, just didn't work out. I think they trade him and he bounced around a little bit and eventually just left and went back to Russia. And he's doing pretty well in, in the KHL. Yeah, uh, but just sometimes, didn't sometimes, the it's a, sometimes it's a lot for that whole switch. Exactly. Especially I think he was like 18 or 19 when he was the number one pick. Yeah. Uh, just, just didn't work out. I think uh, shortly before that, I think they drafted like Taylor Hall or somebody was also number one pick. They had like four number one picks in like five or six years. Like it was just stupid. So <laughs> but maybe, they still have two so, left and so they're doing very well. Maybe a hidden gem of the Oilers. Um, yeah, I guess our Stanley Cup predictions don't really matter right now. So mine probably changed. I do have it written down though. I also, even though I was taking the wild over also golden knights just scored two two um i was taking the wild over the golden knights i also have another backup prediction just in case uh i have golden knights over the hurricanes um in seven games so i wrote it down but shit might you know shit shit could could change you know you know never know yeah so yeah, we'll we'll make second round predictions. Yeah, 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 it. yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I keep watching and I'm gonna have my fun facts. I I don't know if the listeners like it. I know I like when I'm doing my research and I'm <laughs> learning and I see it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting one. Like the Maple Leafs and Canadians have a pretty deep history. So yeah, this, this is a this is a big first round matchup. Oh, um, it is. Oh, I'm sure they're going nuts in Canada over this matchup. So um, man, I'm I'm. Oh, and the Golden Knights just scored again. It's 3-2, everybody. Just on cue. I love the Golden Knights. So, yeah, um, ho- hockey playoffs, we're deep in it. Well, not deep in it, but we're, we're in it now. It's it's it's, it's brilliant. Um, all right, so let's uh, talk about a few maybe non-sports things. Not not non-sports, non, like other sports. Let's talk a little wrestling. Okay. We got, we got say, backlash. I must say, don't disrespect. These are athletes, all right? It's a sport. Yes. <laughs> uh, we had backlash over the weekend. Yes. Uh, I know you watched. I watched. Any thoughts? Um. Yes. One thought is I I got home late and I missed the. I caught like literally the last like thirty seconds of the women's triple threat. And I hate that mm-hmm. Peacock doesn't let me rewind when I get there. Like, oh, really? Like, like, did. like when it's live, I can't do that. I guess like the next oh, day when I uh, watch it, like if I watch it on Monday, I could rewind and fast forward all that stuff. But like, I, I have to watch it like live. It won't let me go backwards. Mm-hmm. So that's my one criticism so far of Peacock. Because uh, the network wasn't like that. Network, you could do whatever you want. So now I, I just I have to make sure I don't miss anything. Overall, though, um, from what I saw, um, to me, best match of the night: um, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, three mm-hmm. dudes who are that big 
shouldn't be able to move like that. They shouldn't no, be able wild. to wrestle like that. And honestly, um, from a, a storyline that's been kind of stale for most people's eyes, you know, even me, I'm like a little like, eh, whatever. You know, what a great match. All three guys look strong. Um, I just think the almighty Bobby Lashley, I think it's just time for him to just hold on to that belt yep. for a long, long time. He just looks different. Yep. He comes out on Raw with women on his arm, on his arms. You got MVP just talking crap for mm-hmm. him. It, the package as a whole is just unstoppable. I think he should hold it. And I know you're going to love this when I say it. This has never happened in wrestling. At least, yeah, this has never happened. He should hold it maybe until like SummerSlam or Survivor Series, one of the big pay-per-views, and Brock, yeah. and Brock Lesnar should come back. Those two... That would be quite the fight. Those two never... Which is crazy. You would think that's just money, right? You looked at those two guys just physically... That's money. It's never happened. Yep. And I think when you have somebody as dominant right now as Bobby Lashley and someone who like just name value is dominant, right? If Brock comes back mm. tomorrow, he's the biggest guy again. Um, would be amazing. And I just think that match was great. Uh Cesaro, Roman Reigns, Cesaro is just freaking stud, man. He he's so damn he's hoping, so damn good. He he's he so damn the, good. I was really hoping he would take it. I was disappointed. Uh, he didn't, but that was oh yeah, that was great. Um, you know which one I really liked too though was the Mysterios. The Mysterios winning the tag team title. I felt you would. Yeah. I don't know if the match was that great. I think the match was fine. I think it was match a, was good. Match was good. Mysterios did what they did. I just thought it was just a great story that that the father and son end up winning. I just think it's crazy that Dominic. Like I, I when I was a kid, I watched a match. Where Rey Mysterio went head to head against Eddie Guerrero on like a, a custody for like a custody ladder match when they were saying that Eddie Guerrero was Dominic's dad and it was a whole custody battle. He was in the front row of his little blonde hair, little baby Dominic, and they're having a ladder match to see who's the father for this kid. And now fast forward. 15 years or whatever long it's been and my my man's a tag team champion with his dad talk about a story and also it was a good match Dolph Ziggler any match that Dolph Ziggler is in I'm all I'm all in that's my guy yeah. I, I just think he puts on fantastic matches great great story um one match I I did watch that triple threat match back though uh that match is dope uh Rhea Ripley did her thing but I'm not a big fan of Rhea Ripley. I, I thought I was, but I'm not a big fan. And also the Bailey and Bianca Belair match I thought was trash. Um, mm. to be honest with you. I thought I feel like looking at Bianca, I, I think I get the same reaction for Rhea. I just think neither of them are ready. I think they needed more time in NXT. Now, mm. especially like Rhea Ripley's only like 24. Like she could have stayed yeah, there young. and developed. Yeah. Bianca Belair's, I think, is like 31. So, like, obviously, mm-hmm. you want to strike when it's hot. And Bianca Belair is hot right now. Like, she's a good wrestler. But I just feel like she's not on that, like, top dog champion level yet. Mm-hmm. And I like Bianca Belair, but that match was doo-doo. Um, and I like Bailey, so I, I don't know what it is. So, yeah, that's, you know, it is what it is. 
as an overall, I would give the pay per view a B. Nothing, nothing too crazy. Yeah. I would say a B. Yeah. And yeah, then, it was entertaining. And next month, I believe, is Hell in a Cell. So oh, should be a, a good one. you know, R.I.P. Mick Foley. You know, Chuck's guy. One of the. That's my guy. That's if you have Peacock, just go. I forget what pay per view it's at. I think it's King of the Ring, maybe. Um, man, Undertaker almost murdered a man that day. So check it out if you have it. But I'm sure you have. Come on. Do your research. People know Mick Foley for yeah. one thing, and they know him from one thing only: getting uh, thrown off of a cell, twenty feet in the air, to basically the floor, the Mick concrete. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick Foley. I believe, I believe Mick Foley's A um, and E documentary is coming up soon. Nice. Um, I, I already know you're gonna be like tuned in all the way up like don't even text you that day like you're gonna be so focused that's your guy i that is my guy i'm excited for that um i'm trying to find the order of it i don't know if that's out um there's only a couple left right the bret hart bret hart had his i don't think he right? had his yet no oh yeah you're right i watched the the old heart thing instead um oh, so Dark the Side ones yeah, so the only ones that are left is Big Foley, the Ultimate Warrior, and Bret Hart. Uh, I believe the Bret Hart one is actually. Um, but the last one was on Shawn Michaels. Um, had an interesting story. Uh, he knew from a young age, I think like 12, that he, all he wanted to do was become a professional wrestler. That was it. He was focused. He was locked in. Um, I believe it was his dad that decided, like, like uh, I think Shawn Michaels dropped out of college, and uh, his dad's like, "All right, man, you know if you're serious about this, I'll put up the money for you to go um, to wrestling school." And he did. So I believed him, and he made the best he could. I uh, did not know his last real last name is Hickabottom. Yes, I did so know that. Was that was been tough <laughs> growing up with the last name Hickabottom. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, but he, you know, he did the same things to the other guys. He worked his way up, did the uh, independent circles, you know, made a couple of dollars here and there, you know, to, to continue to work it up. He had an amazing um, mullet back then. An amazing mullet back then. <laughs> and he had, he had the attitude, you know. Um, he also had the drug problem. And a lot of, that was talked about a lot on the documentary, you know, with himself admitting it. Uh, Vince McMahon saying, like, honestly, it's like, I fucking hated Shawn Michaels when he would show up like high or drunk. And he's like, he was the worst guy to work with, but he was just so good. Um, it appears now that he is sober. He got married. Um, seems like he's doing well now, but he, he had his issues. Um, He's been doing well now. He he's pretty up there. I think he's like the general manager or something of NXT. He's what's he doing now? I know he's a he's a trainer in NXT. Yeah, he might have like a TV role as well, but I know like he teaches like I think one of the higher level classes on NXT. Mm. So like those guys that probably attended are probably like the Adam Cole type level NXT town, Mm. like the the big top guys, Johnny Gargano and those guys um, I'm, I'm not sure exactly what he does but 
he's very like deep in the NXT. I think he also um, does some like the script writing for NXT. Probably, yeah. I I I think someone like that, like his his mind for wrestling is so valuable that I think him in NXT is just it's just money. It's just perfect. Um, I know he's in a better place now. Like yes, like you were saying with the drugs. I know. I know he found God along the way. Mm. He completely like switched his life around. So you know, some people don't make it like that. Some people. Yep. Especially wrestlers, as you could see from some of these documentaries, some of these guys aren't even here anymore because of drugs. So, yep. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy for that. I haven't checked it out yet, people. I know I get on Dimitri about it, but backlash is on Sunday. If it wasn't on Sunday, I would have watched it. I had to pick between the two. So I also got to wa- watch Unwanted uh, uh, Wanted Treasures too on A and E right after. I got to watch that too. So don't worry, people. I'm I'm I'm, I'm in it. <laughs> you're a busy guy uh so that was a good one um i enjoyed it i enjoyed all of them um also in other sports news uh, a really weird story i uh, maybe i should mention it before so former soccer great i know we don't speak soccer much especially not like not american soccer but one of the greatest of all times diego Maradona. have you heard of him i, I think we did r.i.p for him uh when we he did. passed he, yeah he did pass one of the, I would say, top 10 soccer players of all time. Uh, played for Argentina and um, absolute, absolute legend uh, down there in Argentina. So he also, you know, he was very popular in like the 80s. Um, did a lot of cocaine. I don't know if he cleaned up or not. I don't know. I didn't follow him too well. Um, but he's always a very unhealthy guy and had heart failure and died back in November um, after brain surgery. Didn't seem too questionable at the time. You know, they're like, okay, it was sad. He died before he had to, but he had some health issues and he had this brain surgery. All of a sudden, earlier today, the authorities in Argentina arrested seven people. Uh, I believe two of the doctors, a psychiatrist, a couple of nurses, basically seven people involved in his medical care and are charging them with some level of homicide. Wow. Um, that could bring upon eight to 15 years in prison. It just seems like it's just very oh, bizarre. Man. I just watched the, the John Tavares. He got, oh, he, got, yeah, he, got yeah. he got a need straight to the face. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, it's bad. He got knocked, he got hit in the body, and as he was falling, another dude skated by and just it was a super like not not intentional. No, yeah, no, it definitely wasn't. Corey Perry did not mean to do that. And of course, the um, next thing they show is a fight because of it. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, yeah, of course. But but I mean it, it just I don't know. It, it it seems it's a little messed up. Like it it, it nothing seems like it was the medical team's fault and I don't know. It'll be an interesting story to follow. It would be basically like if like Wayne Gretzky died in Canada. You know what I mean? Like that's how big Diego Marandola is. Or if like Dark Jeter died in New York or something like that. You know, this, like, that's like how the, big he is. The fact that someone thought it was fishy and then started a whole investigation about it, especially when it was just like 
you know, this was what, two months ago he passed? Six months ago. Six months ago. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we just talked about him um, six months ago. So I don't know. Sounds like some gang cartel type weird stuff got involved and made them do it or something. I don't know. But that's that's a wild I, story. Seven people. And it was his family like was a normal like death. That's crazy. His family was the one that pushed for it. And they said that he wasn't cared for appropriately after his death. I don't know. It, it, it's a strange story, but it's something to pay attention to. All right. Damn, that sucks. RIP again. Diego yep. Maradona. Diego Maradona. Should we uh, switch it up and talk, talk a little bit about baseball? What's going on? The no hitters? I mean, we got no hitters galore. Um, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I do know what's going on at the same time. We talked about it in the chat. Either pitching is becoming godly again, which is not the case, or hitting just sucks. And I think it's the latter. I think, I just think people are swinging for the fences. They're yep. not keeping their eye on the balls. They don't care about hits anymore. They don't want singles. They don't want to go three for four with three singles. They want to go three for four with three home runs. But that shit doesn't happen, all right? Unless if you're one of the elite talents or Otani right now who's just hitting everything out of the park, it just doesn't happen. The fact that we had a Spencer Turnbull from the Detroit Tigers, one of the worst teams in the league, throw a no-hitter, and not even 24 hours later, Corey Kluber, which shout out to Corey Kluber for, I hope he continues this type of play because I think Corey Kluber is one of the, one of the best pitchers in the last 10 years. Um, two-time Cy Young winner, three-time All-Star, and now he has a no-hitter. I mean, people don't get numbers like that. So uh, it's crazy. Like, we're, at, we're up to six. Technically, we're already up to seven. If you count Madison Bumgarner's seven-inning one that he had for that doubleheader, but they're not counting that yeah, one. Yeah. They're not even counting that one. Yeah. So if they did, we would have seven already, which is the most in the modern in modern history. But also the the like old times, I think the most ever is eight. So we're yes. only two away from tying that. And it's gonna you know happen. What year that was? Uh crap. I, I read it. It was like nineteen no, eight, it was like eighteen eighty six or something like that. 86. Close. 1884. 84. Chester A. Arthur was president. Like, so what do you think? Do you, I mean, we're only on, like, we're just approaching the end of May. Are yep. we going to see at least three more no hitters to break the record? What do you think? Yeah. 100%. I think by the All Star break, we'll see three more. You're right. People aren't hitting singles, they're not even going for doubles. They're going for the fence. If they don't get it, they strike out, and then that's it. You move on. That's just how the game appears to be right now. Um, Yeah, I think by all-star break, the record would be broken. Do you think – and what's crazy is that a lot of these aren't even by elite pitchers. Corey Kluber no. is – he once was an elite pitcher. 
Um, Joe Musgrove, I think he's young enough and he's on that path. But some of these guys aren't elite pitchers. Wade Miley is not an elite pitcher. Um, no. But, you know, and I, I just want to put this on notice about the hitting. Otani, right? Shohei Otani has 14 home runs, 33 RBIs, and batting 272 already. And this today currently is like, I'm not going to tell you exactly what day. I don't want you to know what time we're recording, but, <laughs> you know, end of, we're like approaching the end of May. But with all of that, guess how many walks and compared to strikeouts he has already? He has nine walks and 48 strikeouts. So he's hit 14 home runs. He's one of those guys that's getting lucky and connecting with the ball, but he's a free swinger. An elite, an, an elite hitter needs to get more walks. He's ha- he has 272 batting average and 324 on base percentage. That just isn't going to cut it. We got Francisco mm-hmm. Lindor, you know, who's struggling hard right now. He's batting, I think, like 200-something. But his on-base percentage is high. He's creating runs. He's creating – he's playing the game of baseball. He has, like, 25 walks already. This is how you play. Now – yeah, they're, they're they're not disrupting the pitcher's flow at all. Yeah, there's no perfect games because you know people are still throwing errors and and there's yes. still walks. But like, what the hell? Like, this is embarrassing. And three teams, it's happened to them twice. Mm. The Rangers have happened twice. The Mariners have happened twice. And I think the Tigers got um, no hit twice too. I think that's the third team. What the hell? How does this happen? I know those aren't good teams, but how the hell does this happen? It's just know. a different way of playing baseball. Tony LaRusso is rolling around in his grave right now watching this type of baseball. Tony LaRusso is still not dead. <laughs> he is today in this episode. I'll tell you that. So it, it, gets, um, it gets me kind of jacked up. But um, yeah, shout out. Also, yeah, shout out to. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Judge, and uh, John Carlo finally both healthy and finally showing why they could be a massive destructive force. They have 20 home runs between both of them right now. And uh, the Yankees are finally scoring runs. They're finally winning games. So. I think I saw earlier today the Yankees are still the favorite to win the AL. The whole AL? Mm-hmm. Nah, that's capped. That's not happening. But and I think the Dodgers were the favorites to win the NL. Still, as of today, I can see that. That's that, just that, that. That's just the the Vegas odds. Yeah. So yeah, man. I, not that, that be... not that we believe in in illegal sports gambling or nothing. No, no, no. We don't do that here. We don't promote that. Yeah, you, you just use our promo code WTC for. Uh... It's not that type of show. Yeah, just, just use WTC for DraftKings. You'll get uh, a free bet. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, speaking of the right way to play baseball, though, we had Derek Jeter documentary in the works. The, I think I saw a six-part documentary on, on the captain. Are you going to watch um, it? I'm a fan, but I'll, I'll definitely watch. I'll watch. Absolutely. Six Most parts. Documentaries. Six parts, though. That's a lot. Is he the four or six? And then the 86 nah, six. Mets. It was six. Okay. It was six, yeah. I mean, Derek Jeter, I, I hope we learned something about him. I feel like 
he's just one of those guys we don't we know nothing about besides that yes. he dated a lot of pretty women and he was the captain that's pretty much it that's all we know about him yeah so hopefully we learn i mean i, I know after watching the last dance i didn't really learn much about michael jordan i learned that he's competitive as fuck but that's about it Derek Jeter, I feel like it's so quiet. I'm ready to learn something about him. I'm ready to learn about some of that turmoil. And the, there had to have been something in the dugout. When they were winning the championships, there had to have been some type of beef or something. Maybe he hated Jorge Posada. I don't know. Something. I just want something. <laughs> well, that, I think it'll be out next year. Yeah, that'd be dope. That will be. Right, yeah, anything dope. else? Uh. Nah, nothing else. Um, they did, you know, shout out to the NBA Hall of Fame. Uh, they did announce who will be inducted. Shout out to my man, Ben Wallace. Yes, first, first ever, ever undrafted. That's just, I mean, talk also, to talk about just a force. And also, I had a pair of Ben Wallace's sneakers from Stephen Barry's RIP to Stephen Barry's. If you don't know them, they sold Starberries, which were Stefan Marbury sneakers at a super affordable price. My mom used to hook us up with all those sneakers for like $15. And I got a pair of Ben Wallace ones that I wore to my eighth grade prom, whatever. And I was the coolest kid. Literally everyone loved us. So shout out to Ben Wallace. Uh, the other guys inducted, uh, we have Coach... Rick, um, Adelman, Adelman, uh, Chris Bosch, Chris Bosch, wow, Chris Bosch, Paul Pierce, uh, Bill Russell as a coach, he's ready in there as a player, uh, very well deserving, as far as it took this long, first uh, black head coach in the NBA, and uh, in the second season, he Took them to the, uh, they, he won the title with the Celtics. Um, ben Wallace, as we mentioned, fourth time defensive player of the year. Chris Weber, uh, coach Jay Wright from Villanova. Shout out Kevin if he's still listening to us. That's his favorite and his child's namesake. Uh, for the women's, we have Yolanda Griffith, Lauren Jackson. Um, who else made it? Uh, a few other uh, contributors and other players. Yeah. Uh, and then from the international committee, Tony Kukoc. Yep, I think he's. I think he's deserving as well. I mean, all these people are well deserving except for Paul Pierce. Yep. I don't like Paul Pierce because he doesn't like D Wade. So it's on. Uh, it's on site if I ever see Paul Pierce. Um, they also announced the finalists of the awards this year. So shout out to all those inductees. I'm going to read them through real quick. Um, We got Coach of the Year. Uh, The nominees are Quinn Snyder from the Utah Jazz. You know, they had a number Mm. one seed. Uh, Tom Thibodeau from New York Knicks. That was expected. Fourth seed. And uh, Monty Williams for the Phoenix Suns, which had a complete turnaround. I think, personally, I think they're going to give it to the Suns. They're going to give it to Monty Williams. Um, because this team hasn't even made the playoffs in forever and just complete mm. mind you, the Knicks too, but a second seed compared to a fourth seed is, you know, and the Jazz are already good, so unfortunately Steiner won't get it. But Monty Williams, I I think 
uh, NBA six man. We got Jordan Clarkson for the Jazz, Joe Ingles from mm-hmm. the Jazz, and Derrick Rose from the Knicks. Uh, interesting question. As a six man, how could there be two from the same team? Would that technically make one of them a seventh man? Uh, that is true, but only one of them will be chosen. So they'll see which one will actually be the sixth and which one will actually be the seventh man. My vote is on Derek Rose because of the technicality. <laughs> this happened uh, last season with the Clippers, with uh, Montrez Harrell and Lou Williams. They were both from the finalists as well, and they were both playing for the Clippers last year. So they got to fix this rule a little bit. But, but, yeah, I I think um, this is just – look, I love the Knicks. Derek Rose, what a great story. It would be awesome if he won. I think Jordan yeah. Clarkson's going to win, to be honest. I think so too. But Derek Rose would be cool. Uh, most improved player, we have Jeremy Grant, Detroit Pistons, yeah. Michael Porter Jr., the Nuggets, and Julius yeah. Randle, the Knicks. Now, I've – I've been talking a lot about Julius Randle the last couple of weeks, but I'm 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 a I'm a real baseball I'm a real basketball fan. I I look at it through. He can't win it. He would be my pick. He would be my pick too, but like his numbers were already clo- not close to this, but like he was already capable of these numbers. Jeremy Grant was averaging like. I feel like 10 or less points last year. Now he's averaging 26 yeah. this season. Mind you, he was on a Pistons team that was trash, but the dude's been in the league for mad long and has never put a season like this before where he averaged over, I don't think he's ever averaged over like 15 points a game. So 26, I mean, that's just crazy improvement. If they're yeah. talking about actual improvement, I would say that. Julius Randle, though, that's my guy, so I'm rooting for him too, but I'm going to go with Grant. Uh, defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert from the Jazz. Now, the Jazz could win all these damn awards. Uh, Draymond so, Green. So can the Knicks. So can the Knicks. Draymond Green, Golden State Warriors, and Ben Simmons, the Sixers. I think I'm leaning towards Rudy on this one. I think they're going to pass on him because he's won a couple. I think they're gonna, like, It'll be his third if he wins. Yeah, I think they'll give him a break and then they'll they'll give him back like next year. I I, I think Ben Simmons because you know like they always have to give someone new. They hate to do like sure, a back to back. It's all about you know everyone gets a chance. Everyone gets a you know participation trophy. I think Ben Simmons is gonna win. Um, he had a great year. Uh, rookie of the year: Lamelo Ball, the Hornets; Anthony Edwards, the Timberwolves; and Tyrese Halliburton. Sacramento Kings. I think it's gonna go Edwards. I think if Ball didn't get hurt, yeah, that's. Um, I think I think the, the edge is gonna go to Edwards. The Hornets wouldn't have been in the playing tournament if Lamelo Ball didn't get hurt. So, mm. I think for like actual like importance, obviously Lamelo because his team actually yeah. made it to like this. But Anthony Edwards, the second half of the season was playing crazy. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go with Edwards as well. And then the most valuable player, uh, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, mm-hmm. and Nikola Jokic. I think it's a me, Curry. I just want to put this out there that before the season started, I said Steph Curry was going to win. 
I said he was going to average the most points in the league and win. And he averaged the most points in the league. Now he just needs to win it. I'm going to I'm going to stay with Curry, even though my heart's telling me Joel Embiid's going to win because the Sixers look like an absolute freaking problem this year. So my, I'm going to stick with what I what I predicted before with Curry, but my heart's telling me Embiid. And there you go. That's your finalist, baby. So we'll find out in the next yeah, couple of weeks. And let's finish us up with uh, with our best 67. Um, I think it's time. We've talked about literally everything. So best 67. Do you got any? Uh, I'm going to take a Dimitri route Ooh. and go with the, uh, somebody who was six foot seven, but not basketball. Uh, we are going with Ben Bishop of the NHL of the Dallas Stars, although he's, he's hurt this season uh, and honestly may retire. Man, shout uh, out but, to the Dallas Stars falling off like completely. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's disappointing. Ben, ben Bishop being out all year definitely hurt. Um, great goalie. Um, he, but the reason I'm bring him up because he is the tallest goalie in NHL history at six foot seven. Big Ben Bishop. Uh one time all star. You know, been in the league for a while. Good player. Good, you know, good American goalie. He's been on a few different teams. Right now he's on Dallas Stars. Um and yeah, uh, just the tallest goalie in NHL history. Two inches like, shorter than the tallest NHL player in history. I feel like that's the one position you shouldn't be that tall for. Because you, yes. I mean, I guess it's good because you're like long and lanky, but for mobility reasons. Uh, so I yeah. have, I have two actually. I have a player, okay. and I have yeah. a single something else. So number sixty-seven, he is a zero-time All-Star. Nice. He's played for five years. He's Ooh. been a starting pitcher, a reliever. He's been a force in the Mets rotation and the bullpen for quite a while since 2016. Seth Lugo. Interesting. Number 67, uh, 25 career wins. Uh, Like I said, he played on the team Puerto Rico as well, baseball classic. Team Puerto Rico. He has a lifetime 3.45 ERA, which. It's pretty good for, um, for both. But at that, mostly as a reliever, he's dominated. Um, yeah. In twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, he probably could have been an all star. Uh, in the mid twos for ERA, couple wins, mm-hmm. and he had good strikeout numbers as well. So, shout out to Flugo. Now my other number sixty seven, and this one is really because we're doing hockey a lot this episode. Shout out to the Ottawa 67s, uh, junior so junior ice hockey junior ice hockey team, uh, <laughs> uh, Ontario Hockey League, the OHL. They are three-time OHL champs, and the reason why they're the 67s was because they were established in 1967, Canada's oh. centennial year. They also played in the Memorial Cup five times. I don't know how many times they won because I didn't see that. So there's my my last <laughs> hockey stat of the night. Nice. And let's close this bad boy up. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please make sure you can Google us and you know what's the call. 
podcast, you'll see where we are. But if not, you want it direct in your face. We got What's the Call podcast on Instagram. What's the Call pod on Twitter. Make sure you follow us. We post a lot of, you know, a lot of great Photoshop pictures and sometimes some cool stuff on our story. So please reach out if you want. Uh, DM us if you like. We are here every day to help serve you because we are slaves to this podcast. We love this podcast and we love you guys. So thank you for tuning in and you heard our call. What's yours?